This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, everyone. I recently had the pleasure of sitting in with Bill from Crimes, Killers, Colts, and Beer on his podcast. We talked about Bernie Teed, the mortician from Carthage, Texas, who murdered his little old lady friend Marjorie and then stuck her in the deep freeze for almost a year before anyone found out about it. I had a blast getting to talk with him and enjoyed getting to sit in on his podcast. Go over and check out Crimes, Killers, Colts, and Beer, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I'll have a new episode of Texas True Crime out for you tomorrow. In the meantime, give this a listen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Crimes, Killers, Colts. And beer. And beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a crazy Florida man and a crazy Texas woman drinking beer, talking about true crime. Although I don't think you're drinking beer. I'm not. I usually drink Corona, but my husband drank the last one, so I made myself a margarita this afternoon. Yeah, I saw it was green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, we to, uh, tonight we have sitting in. We have um, Jessica from Texas True Crime. One of, hey y'all! One of my favorite newer podcasts, and um, and she actually picked out this the this subject. So well, I mean, so so it's not from Wisconsin. <laughs> and no, and you can't really get any crazier than a Texas funeral director who likes to hang out with old ladies. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the, the Corn Rake episode, our Patreon subscriber, she picked up, it's like she knows us well, because that yeah, case was right that up was a good alley. one. And, it, and it's the same thing with this one. It's like, you know us well, because you picked the good one. You picked one that's perfect for, you know, for me. <laughs> and, you know, it's definitely one of those uh, stranger than fiction. Mm-hmm. Covering Bernie Teed. Uh, yes, <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I was new to this case. I had just discovered mm-hmm. it when when you suggested it to me. But and I was so new to it that I didn't even recognize it. And once I started listening, you know, looking into it, I was like, oh, okay, I know this. <laughs> yeah, well, and a lot of people don't. I don't think a lot of people realize that the movie that Richard Linklater made in the early two thousands was actually based on a real character. A, not a real yeah. character, a real person, you know, that Bernie's not just a character. Well, according so, to, um, you know, I, I went back and I, you know, when, when, before I, 
before I started my notes on this one, I I, mm-hmm. I looked, I was looking over, I was like, okay, who, I know I've listened to a, an episode and it's one of the podcasts that I really like a lot because I remember, mm-hmm. I couldn't remember which one. So I just typed in Bernie Teed and True Crime Kent came up. They did one like last, last year. Oh, okay. So I listened to it. I was just like, oh, but the thing is, is I don't think I listened to that. I think I missed that episode. Oh, man. <laughs> because you know how if you go back and listen to something that you've heard, you know, like a while ago, it, things will start. Oh, I remember that. I remember yeah, that. It starts Nothing. to click. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, that's the one you missed. <laughs> yeah. And I, I thought I had listened to every single one of their episodes. They, you know, they've, they've been around longer than, than I have, but we have more episodes than they do because they do wait like two, three weeks in between episodes. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wish, wish I could do that, but no. Can't no. kill the momentum. Uh-uh. No, got to keep going. Same. But um, so I I still can't remember which uh which podcast it was that where I had heard that story. So it wasn't it wasn't True Crime Kent. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, ooh, I'm not sure because I haven't heard. I have not heard. I know he's been covered because people know about him. You morbid, know, morbid covered him recently. Oh, okay. But I I have I not listened to their episode. I but think, I do I like morbid. I didn't listen to, I don't think I've listened to, the, to theirs either, but it, it was fairly recent. But, um, yeah. But I, I didn't want to really, if, if I know I'm going to cover something, I usually don't go back and listen to an episode right before I start the notes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I try not to, too, because I don't want to accidentally. Want right. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said, well, you sound just like whatever. That's like, uh, like I was telling you, I like to listen to prosecutors and I had just finished the man who killed Halloween. And I was so glad that I had already done it because I clicked to listen to them and they were covering the exact same thing. And I was like, are you kidding me? But I was, I listened to theirs, but I was like, oh, I'm glad mine's done. Cause then I don't have to yeah. worry about being influenced or, or someone say, well, you just ripped them off. When, um, when you or when um funny you mentioned that because when when we recorded our um toolbox killer episode yeah um it was like a couple you know we were ahead at that point and like the following week after we recorded ours there were like four or five different podcasts that all put out tool, toolbox killer episodes so like, yeah it's like okay, we're just gonna sit on this one for a while yeah <laughs> and we waited about probably like like four or five months before we actually released ours. <laughs> no, you, you do. You hate to just be like right on the coattails of right. a bunch of others, but it does seem like that happens sometimes. There's like a wave and you're like, man, I just mm-hmm. heard somebody who did and this. And it's totally coincidental because I don't know what, a, what a, another podcast is doing. No, yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. Uh-uh. I know it is funny though, how it kind of does goes in waves like that. Yeah. And, and, obviously there's another wave right now with you know the morbid recently did bernie t now uh, yeah. we're doing it and <laughs> i know and i wonder i mean i mean i just i've always i have intended to cover him at some point because he is just so over the top just oh, yeah. so over the top you know now so there, when... there, may, there may be a hot take or two in this but okay um but I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to be in prison, but we'll we'll, oh, get, we'll get to that. Yeah, I'm with you though. I agree. But yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, I'm not I'm not 
I'm not on that side of the railroad tracks of Carthage, Texas. <laughs> yeah, I know, which is so crazy. But that's what I think is so funny, that their DA was so disgusted. He was like, what's wrong with you people? Yeah, I know. He <laughs> murdered an old lady. He shot her in the back. And y'all just, yeah, just were like, a... but he's so nice. <laughs> and she was a bitch. <laughs> right, yeah. They were all just like, well, she was awful. Wait, wait, you know, and like, oh, so she deserved to be shot? She would have okay. died. died within five years anyway. I was gonna say she was already old. It's not like, <laughs> but I am definitely glad that you. And this is why I let guests, um, you know, like if somebody's gonna come on with me, I let them pick yeah. the topic because it it works out better that way. <laughs> because, um, like you know, uh, the guy the guy that did Heaven's Gate, yeah, the the. Came came on for that one. He picked Heaven's Gate. Um, mm-hmm. The guy before him that was on, he picked Chris Watts. Um, and then, yeah, you know, just like all all of our all of all of the guests that that we've had, um, with the exception of I think one episode, because I already had it written. But um, you know, I I let the guests pick the topic. <laughs> oh, and you know, then like I'm bringing a little Texas today. <laughs> yep. So, um. So 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 just for clar- for, for clarification, I I am allowed in Texas, and Todd's yes, allowed, you're Todd's definitely allowed in Texas. Yeah, Cause, cause definitely allowed in Texas. Because he 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 wanted to go to Vinny's like really bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, he's he's allowed. Don't worry. Tell him not to worry. Like I said, I feel like most Texans have a pretty good sense of humor. Anyway, all right. Let's get started. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Yeah, we yeah have fun feeling each other out. But, yeah. Cool. So anyway, yeah. Bertie Teed was a mortician who was convicted of moida. Yes, he was. <laughs> On November 19th of 1996, he killed an 81-year-old widow named Marjorie Nugent. And um, yes. she was actually Ted Nugent's mother. Or or maybe she wasn't. Maybe I just pulled uh, maybe I just pulled that out of my ass in the very first line of the episode. I was going to say, from everything everyone said about Marjorie, she way was had a stick up her ass. There was no way that she was Ted's mom. <laughs> Although, there's all this speculation about was she and Bernie like romantically involved? And you know, Ted Nugent liked the young girls. It could have worked. This both, is like, true. Hmm, it might be on the phone here. Maybe so. And she did say she was a. It did say she was estranged for from her son. So you know, yeah. Maybe he really wasn't a doctor. Maybe he was Ted. Oh, maybe she had another kid named Ted who played a mean guitar. An unknown son. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she put him up for adoption. Maybe so. Anyway, or 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 maybe not. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe we just made that up. So Bernie was 38 years old at the time of mur- at, the, at the time of the murder, and Marjorie was a millionaire, and nobody in Carthage, Texas, liked her one bit. And this isn't what she looked like, but I picture her as like Glenn Close's Corilla Deville, but with more conservative I, clothing. Totally, that is definitely how everyone in town described her, and she probably was just a hateful old thing, but. You kind of feel sorry for her because everyone was like, oh, she was awful. You know, that's the last thing you want people to say after you've been murdered. They don't have something nice to say. They're like, oh, she was just a little old bitch. 
Yeah, you know? but, I mean, but she's she's just like, you know, the. I don't. I don't. I, if if you're if you're that much of a. Obviously, she just didn't give two shits about what anybody thought of her. And you gotta admire her for that. Yeah, and I was, just... I was lit, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just gonna say that, just like, <laughs> but, um, because she, she just, you know, she don't care. She's doing her thing. Yeah, and she's like, I don't care if you like me, and you know what? I'm sorry. I don't want to donate to every cause in town. Yes, I'm rich, but I'm keeping my money for myself. Yeah. Yep. So, but she, you know, she. Yeah, Cruella, there we go. Cruella Deville with the more conservative clothing, but the, yeah, but but the crazy hair and the wicked devious eyes, you know, in my head, dead ringer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Although, but but in real life, she just looked like a typical grandma. That and if you saw her on the street, the street. If if you saw her on the street, you'd never peg her for the the absolute monster that she was. Uh, no, she looks like pretty much everybody's grandma that I know. You know. Yeah, she she really does. She had like um like auburn hair with a tint of gray to it, and it was kind of cut like you know like just above the shoulders. Um, well, you know. and and she you can tell she went to the beauty parlor once a week and oh, had yeah. it done. You know, yeah, yeah. teased but... it out every morning. You know, now Carthage was an oil town, and Marge's husband Rod Nugent. He had struck gold with the Texas tea business. Mm-hmm. Now you spoke in depth about how all that came to be in one of your episodes. Can can you give us that in a nutshell? So, I mean, the uh, let's see, that was back in the gold Porsche uh, robbery uh, yeah, the, the, episode, the, the, the and crazy episode. Yeah. So at that, so really, it was in the late seventies and the early eighties. The Texas oil boom hit and it was huge. And for a while, if you had anything to do with the oil field, you were making money hand over fist. But then in the mid 80s, the bottom fell out. And so there were a few people that held on to their money that have really thought things through, invested in other things. But most people, just hit rock bottom and were bankrupt. But Rod Nugent but Rod was, was one not of those... one of these people that did that. He was smart. Yeah, he had managed to hold on to, to his money. He didn't just dump it all back into the oil field, like like pretty much everybody, or spend everything he had and didn't put anything back. Right. That was one thing. People were just like spending their money. They weren't even thinking about a rainy day. They just acted like that oil was going to flow for forever. Black but the gold, problem, Texas. That's team. right. Yeah. <laughs> but they weren't thinking about oil embargoes or anything else. They just were like, woohoo. When he when Rod died, Marge got his fortune, but Marge also came from wealth as well. And she she probably she literally never worked a day in her life. No, she was she was definitely a little rich girl all on her own before she ever met Rod. Yeah, but put a knife in that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and in a lot of these stories, you have the victim being described as, she loved to laugh. She had a smile that would light up a room, and everybody loved yes. her. She was a treasure to the town. 
Yes. Everyone loved her and she was the sweetest, most giving person. Yeah. Right. But that was not Marjorie. No, you never hear it. You, you never hear anybody say, well, she was a piece of shit and I'm glad the bitch is dead. Yeah. No one ever says that. But but, but they did about Marge. <laughs> they did. Yeah. That, and that's, you know, that's the sad part is poor Marge. And well, you, you, know, Bernie... you, reap, you reap what you sow. True, true. And I say poor Marge. I mean, you know, you can't go around, especially in a small Texas town. If you, and it's probably like that in any small town, but being a small Texas town girl myself, I know if you're going around being a bitch to everybody and you're unpleasant, then that's what people are going to say about you. And they're not going to have any sympathy. They're going to be like, well, she wasn't nice when she was alive and we're not going to pretend that she was nice now that she's dead. You know? Right. So exactly. And you know, just like I, I live in a, I live in a bigger, like I don't live in a big city, but I live in a bigger city. Yeah. Um, but my job, my job takes me through some towns like this, like Arcadia, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that it's just like that. There's like three stoplights and, um, <laughs> you know, the, and the, 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 the buildings in the downtown area were built in the 1800s and they're still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that, and, that and seems to be what Carthage thing. is. Yes, very. Yes. And you know, that's the thing. Everybody knows everybody. So you're not, you're, you're not getting away with anything. You know, you are who you are and everyone, and everyone knows your business, whether you want them to or not. Right. It's cool to go through towns like that, but I don't, I don't think I could live in one personally. Yeah. You know, it has its pluses and minuses. I'll say that. Well, for one thing, I'm a single man and I'm 50 years old. So, I mean, me in a in a town like that, I I, I might as well just okay. I'm going to be celibate for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I need I need to be in a bigger, you know, more metropolitan area. Just yeah. just just you know for th- that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So, but lo- lots of people said. You know something similar about uh, she's a piece of shit. I'm glad she's dead. Uh, when when her body was discovered, and one family member said that Marge had her nose so high up in the air that if it rained, she would drown. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I'm not gonna put Marge in the same category. We don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't mock the victim in these stories. Although there have been a couple ones where I did, but they deserved it. Like for example, yeah. Henry Lee Lucas's mother. Yeah. She deserved you know. it. She deserved yeah. she she I mean, I'm not gonna say she deserved to get killed, but at the same time, it's just like she was a horrible person. Right. Like you said, you reap what you sow. And right. and and you got Henry or Lee another one your kid. Um D um Dee Dee Blanchard. But yeah, and I will say that is one case where I really almost feel like T should not have gone. Gypsy should not have gone to jail Mm-mm, because not at all. But she's getting out bless, this month. She's being released yeah, this month. That's true. Because bless her heart. <laughs> bless her heart. She didn't know up from down. And for half her life, she thought she was probably dying. You know, yeah. I mean. I feel like that's one of those cases where I don't really know if she really deserved to go to jail. I know she no. killed her mother, but let's be honest. But the thing is, and why the her defense attorney didn't take this angle in court is beyond me. Dee Dee would have killed Gypsy 
eventually. Eventually, exactly. And that's what I was going to say. Eventually, she would have been killed by all the things her mother did to try to make her sick so that well, they no, could continue. Not even that. What, if, if Dee Dee had continued to rebel, oh. she, Dee, uh, Dee Dee, if, if Gypsy had continued to rebel, um, Dee Dee would have offed her. It, and, she, and, she threatened yeah. it. She broke her hand. Right. That's true. I mean, that's the thing. It wasn't just. This is a self-defense. It really is. You're right. And I kind of, <laughs> kind of had, wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking about the fact that all the fake illnesses and the things she did to her to make her appear sick, that alone right there is right. terrible. But yeah, you're right. She did. She used she, physical she, violence too, to keep her in line. She so. probably, she probably wouldn't have just come out and broken her neck or beat her head in or anything like that, but she would have poisoned her. I was going to say she would have slipped a little something into her drink or whatever she was eating. Oh yeah. 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 So, you know, from, from CKCB, welcome back to society, Gypsy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's getting out in like a week or two. It is. I just, now that you said that, I just read an article about the fact that she's about to be back out in the world. Yeah. But and how crazy. She's never been in the world. She, never, hasn't, but she doesn't she, have a clue. She did. She did jump on prison tender and found herself a husband. Well, you know, that, and that <laughs> just floors me. Like... <laughs> She's just now that she looks normal and everything, she's got her, you know, she's got like either dentures or implants or something, you know, yeah. her, 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 everything's back. She's actually a pretty young lady. I mean, she is, she's an attractive young, young woman, but it's just like, that has got to be kind of scary though. Cause she's never really been allowed to just well, that's do why her I'm, own thing. That's why I'm glad that she got, you know, that's why I'm glad that she met this guy in prison tender. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that when you meet your future love on prison Tinder, it's probably. Well, this isn't this isn't the girl that you covered in your latest episode. This is Gypsy Blanchard. <laughs> yeah, since Stephanie's got her like multiple men, she's leading on on prison That's... Tinder. That blew my mind. That's like, what? <laughs> I know. And I don't drama. know if any of that blog was real or if people just wrote in to mess with everyone else. But it was hilarious <laughs> just reading the back and forth. Agreed. So, oh, man. Um, at this late point in her life, she had, you know, Marge had no friends and all of her family despised her to the point to where her body wouldn't be discovered for nine months after she had been killed. Yeah, and that's the thing. Bernie was able to make up all these excuses and no one really cared to check in and find out. Yeah. And no, nobody kept in touch with her at all. It's just like, uh, you know, once she died, all her family members, you know, all her family members and, Oh, we're close. We all loved her. Oh yeah. Yeah. At that point. Cause they were hoping to get some money from money. Marge. Money. Yeah. Exactly what it was. Otherwise they didn't care one bit. So this story was made into a movie, Bernie starring Jack Black as Bernie. And, um, Matthew McConaughey is um, the prosecutor. I think it was yes. the prosecutor. I haven't seen it, but yeah. I, I might watch it soon. From, and Shirley from... McLean plays Marge. Hmm. But from, from what I've heard, the movie gets an awful lot spot on. That's, I mean, you know, since I don't actually know any of them, I can't speak for sure, but it is very entertaining. I can say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm gonna watch it, and I, 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 
I wasn't going to watch it before doing the episode because I didn't want it to influence me in, in any yeah. shape or form because I, I wouldn't want to say any. Well, like, for example, I, I brought up Larry Hall a little, a little while ago in the Blackbird series on Apple Plus. Um, there's a prison riot. There was no prison riot. That was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So. Like yeah. if there's a podcast out there saying, oh, and then there was a prison riot. You you didn't read the book. You just watched the series. Yeah. You just... <laughs> and I have heard one or two episodes where it's like, yeah, and then there was a prison riot. Another one. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the book right back there in my book show. <laughs> and, it, and, you know, it does, uh, I think, and maybe in the IMDb blurb, it does say that it's been dramatized, you know, so. Yeah, but, but the majority of it, 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 they did get right, but they, but, they, but any prison, any prison series or movie has got to have a prison riot. That's just... Oh, well, sure. <laughs> I mean, hey, even back in the 70s, Charlie's Angels had a prison riot and they broke out. Come on. <laughs> okay, sources for this one are a little bit of wiki. Um, the Sins and Secrets documentary, Carthage, season three, episode 16, and, um, TexasMonthly.com. And to clarify, I wasn't saying that Marge in any way deserved what happened to her, but it's important that you know the person that she was. And to say she wasn't a very nice person would be an understatement. Yes. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. It's not victim blaming or shaming, but it's the victimology. Right. She, right. she was not a pleasant person. Mm-mm. But now we're going to switch to Bernie and who he was, because honest, All right. honestly, if you asked what um, Bern, if you asked what Bernie was capable of, cold-blooded murder would not come up as an as a possible answer on Family Feud. No, at all. <laughs> it wouldn't even be in the top ten. Everyone no. loved him. Yeah, and talked about what a sweet man he was. Yeah, but like I like to say on this show. Put a knife in that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Or well, like last, you know. last week's episode, put the scissors in that. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Matthew from Murder Coaster. Great two-part episode. I had a blast recording with him. <laughs> it was fun to listen to. <laughs> Thank you. So Bernie's father, Bernhard Teed, he was born in the Ukraine. He was born in 1912, and he died in 1973. In 1926, his family immigrated to the U.S., and he was a professor of music, and he taught at Our Lady of Our, Our, Our Lady of the Lake College in San Antonio, Texas, as well yes. as other colleges throughout his life until his death. And Bernhardt, he liked him young. Um, he married one of his students, Leah May Jester, and um. She lived from 1933 to 1960. He was 21 years older than Leah. And I guess at that time, it wasn't frowned upon for professors to date their their students. I, you know, I don't think so. It, but I feel like that's kind of been a thing for a really long time until really just recently that much older man, young woman, and people just kind of like were okay with it. You know, I feel like yeah. it hasn't really gotten icky until probably... I don't know, the last 10 years, 10, 15 years. That's been more people than that. really like, maybe I mean, more than that, but it, maybe people haven't called it out as much. Right. Maybe that's what I should say. I mean, the way I look at it is, um, 18 year old wants to, wants to mess with an older man. That's between the two of them. Is it creepy? Yes, but it's legal. 
Yeah, it is. I mean, you're, you're legal. Is it weird? Yes. Cause I don't want to date my dad, but some people <laughs> are looking for a new dad, you know? So, well, I, I mean, my biggest thing, my biggest, I, I was talking with somebody, it might've even been Todd. I was talking to somebody about this and, you know, just like, oh yeah, it's creepy. It's, it's creepy, but, but it's not so much creepy from the standpoint. It, it's a creepy from the maturity standpoint of the parties involved because it's like, who, what the hell are we going to talk about? Who her favorite Backstreet Boy is? Right. There's absolutely <laughs> nothing in common. And I yeah, just that- dated myself. I just dated myself with that. The Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Right. But it's true. I mean, there's that and that's where it is really. What are you really going to talk about? Let's be realistic. You right. know, if if a if a if an older man gets with a like a young woman and when I say young, I'm talking like 25 or younger. Um, yeah, they're, they're in it for one thing. Well, completely. Yeah. 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 But it's legal, though. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, she wasn't underage, so nope. it's not like he was doing anything illegal. Right. And apparently but, he really loved her because then he oh, yeah, felt terrible yeah. guilt after she died. You yeah, know, both, both. Yeah. And we're getting to that. And both of his wives, he he, he loved both of his wives. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But they married in 1957 and um, Bernie was born shortly later. And he was born August 2nd of 1958. But in 1960, Leah was in a fatal car accident. And that was how she died. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. I couldn't help myself. If you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you and you know, because we've had that conversation. Yes. yes. <laughs> but um, I, I think I'm going to work that into, like, oh god and i'm not gonna say i can't i can't say what i'm talking about that would that would would not be professional no it would not be cool but (laughs) it's funny as hell though it is real funny (laughs) oh man but uh, they were in a car accident and in 1960 and leah died um there's no word on if she before she died, if she like Mary Poppins herself through space, you know, floated through yeah. space. That's a Star Wars joke. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Bernhardt had survivor's guilt and he dove into a liquor bottle to compensate. Yeah, even though his kids were really young and that awful for them. Yeah. And but in nineteen sixty three, so he didn't wait too long. Um, but Bernhardt met and married Clara Wiley, and she was also 20 years younger than Bernhardt. And she became Bernie's stepmother, and and then Bern Bernhardt would die 10 years later. Yeah, and Bernie was young, 15, right? If I'm remembering correctly. When he died, uh, let's see, 63. When his dad passed away. 63 is seven, 10, 10 years old. Okay. In 63. Oh wait, no, 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 no. You're right. She, Bernie was with the first wife, so yeah, about fifteen. Yeah, which is tough. You lose your mom when you're three, and then even though your dad did become an alcoholic, now you are an orphan at fifteen. Yeah, it really sucks. And um, yeah, and and the 
the the survivor's guilt that he did. I mean, I I don't I, I I'm guessing that he had a good relationship with his second wife despite the his demons or whatever. But I, w- I would say it. There's I haven't seen anything that talks about that he was necessarily a bad guy. Just that he drank too much after his wife died. His first wife died. You know. Yeah. Bernie became a mortician at Hawthorne Hawthorne Funeral home in Carthage and he was well loved in town he did lots of charity work he was active in the the church and he led the choir and he would sing at funeral services and he was a wedding singer as well and he was also very active with the the local you know like the the playhouse the local theater yeah and yes I mean he was very very you know very pivotal figure in town he he you know everybody loved him yeah everyone knew him everyone loved him uh, he was the polar opposite of Margie. Yeah. Of Marjorie, excuse me. I'm sure Marjorie would not like to be called Margie, but he was care. the polar opposite. <laughs> I don't know, really. Who cares? Um, but as much as he was liked, she was disliked because everyone thought he was such a good person. And it sounds like he probably, he was until he wasn't, you know? Right. And well, yeah, there, there's some skeletons in his closet. Well, that's true. That's true. So he wasn't a heartthrob and he was overweight and just kind of really plain looking. But with his stature in town and how friendly he was, it did attract the ladies. And he was like a he, he was like a prize. He was uh-huh. he had a target that the, the local ladies wanted him. It's yes. Like any, any, he was a commodity. Anybody that could land Bernie. Oh, yeah. But he was. Well, you know, he's a nice guy. He's got a job. He's mm-hmm. well liked. He cares about his community. So, you know, and, and you're right. He he was kind of goofy looking, actually. But yeah. he was a nice guy. And there probably weren't a lot of single men around. So exactly. he found some, but put a knife in that. <laughs> true, true, true. But, you know, you got to work with what you got. And he was a nice person. And it sounds right. like he had a really great personality. Right. And- so that makes up for a lot. Yeah, and but and he also had like a a very you know he he was in the closet he was gay but he was in the closet mm-hmm. and he had a very effeminate voice too, so yes. it's it's just like it it's it's like this is even more obvious of, about him being gay than it was for us metalheads when Rob Halford came out as gay, yeah, Judas Priest. Oh. It's like it's just like okay. I see it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, true. Like when it finally came out, you're like, yeah, I, I, that was. Yeah. Never thought about it. That. Yeah. Should have yeah. picked up on that. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody totally. cared. And nobody cared. No. No. And no one in the... cared. In... Yeah. No, no, no one in the music world and no one in Carthage either. So they were, they, they, everyone knew it. Bernie didn't say it or acknowledge it, but no one cared. I was in a bar one night. This was years ago. And um these two I guess they were they're pro- I'm guess the way they were bickering back and forth, they were I'm guessing they were roommates. I don't think they 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 weren't gay. Well one of them wasn't gay. And um and all of a sudden I hear, You're gay. Everybody knows it but you. <laughs> That's one of the greatest lines I've ever heard. <laughs> Your friend is trying to help you find yourself. Yeah. 
but I didn't know who these two people were, but they were bickering. It, the way they were bickering, they obviously weren't a couple. But, right. Um, but so I'm, I'm guessing they were probably roommates. Yeah. Close in some way, for sure. If nothing yeah. else, really good friends. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> that just kind of dropped in there. I was just like, what? <laughs> That's the best when you catch like little snippets of people's random conversations. <laughs> <laughs> You're gay. Everybody knows it but you. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out, friend. So Bernie was very good at his job, and he would go out mm-hmm. of his way to be kind and caring to the the families of the people who had died. And he would stay in touch with um with like the spouses, especially the female spouses, like after the funeral, making sure that they were okay. And you know, and that's part of the reason why everybody loved him. It's just like he's 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 service after the sale, as far as you know, the funeral director is concerned. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and you know, even his boss, his boss said he could do everything. You know, yeah. from the singing to taking care of a body, and then the afterwards, comforting people. You know, yep. so so this is how he came into contact with Marjorie Nugent. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Mad Marge. <laughs> uh, she was born to a family who owned a grocery store chain, and she was spoiled rotten. And as she got older, she would flaunt the fact that she was very well-to-do, and she believed that she was above everybody else. Yes. She, she was... definitely wanted everybody to know how good she was. Yeah. And so, and she was, she was also into lineage. For example, like if I was raised in, if I was raised poor, but I made my fortune by hard work, she wouldn't be into me. No, cause you're new rich. Right. You, you weren't, uh, you, you weren't old money. You were right. new money. That's different. But then again, I don't think that her dad just magically got a a successful, you know, just like was born into a successful grocery store chain. So it's a little hypocritical if you ask me. Totally, totally. Which is what I was about to say, too. You read my mind. It's not like grocery stores were something, you know, like you have to work at that. Yeah. And you, you and that's not just. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I know. But back to, I, back I, then, back then that was back then the 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 concept of chain businesses was burgeoning, and um and so it's it's not like he was born into it. He he built right. that. He built that. Yeah, he built his own empire, so to speak. Right. And yeah. But if you know, if if they were the same age and single and everything, she would find that out and she'd tell him to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so yeah, when she was she, definitely very full of herself. Yeah. So, but but the man she the man that she married, he's he was self made too. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. So she, when she became an adult, she moved to Louisiana, where she met petroleum geologist Rod Nugent, and he was rich, but he was rich because he went to school and and did the right things to get where he was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't just, he wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He worked to make himself the man he was. Yeah. So I it, think yeah. we just figured it out. She wanted the lineage. She wanted the lineage, but she couldn't get it. So therefore she took it out on everybody because she couldn't get the, the rich blood, the born rich blood. But I think we just figured there it out. Go. I think you're right. She was. <laughs> She was pissed off because she really wasn't a true old money person, but she really wanted to be. Right. I think you're right. 
Well, she she, she herself is old money, but her dad and her husband weren't. Well, yeah, she had made it that way. Right. So I. She created that. <laughs> yes, I. I think we just figured it out. Think so. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's right. Exclusive. Exclusive. Um, I am not a licensed psychologist, but I have done a lot of research for the show. <laughs> but I portray one on this podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. <laughs> yeah. You know, Greg Polson's not on serial killers anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just um, Vanessa now, with and the, and they they have they have guests now. Yeah. Oh, just sit and guess each time. Yeah, this is this is very recent. Well, but, well, I, was, I haven't listened in a while, but not for any other reason. But I just I like to try new podcasts and check out new people. So you know, and then I'll go back to my old standbys. You know. Yeah, I mean, serial killers for me is a standby, and I just happen yeah. to listen, listen to it. Um, and like, yeah, Greg Polson is gone. Huh. Weird. Cause they, 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 even though that podcast was dry as nails, it was still really good. It's, I would say it's got lots of really good information. Yeah. yeah. So Rod was rich and they quickly got married and they had a son, Rod Jr. And in 1989, they moved back to Carthage and Marge convinced Rod to buy a controlling interest in a local bank there. So. Rod oversaw all of the money in town and everybody liked Rod. Yeah. But, but Marge just wanted to flaunt her wealth to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, me, 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 me. Yeah. And apparently like to let people know that she could basically kind of buy and sell you if she chose to. Yeah. I'm rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was kind of her, her whole byline. I'm rich. I'm rich. Yeah. We're getting into that here right now marge was yeah. condescending rude and nasty and she 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 had a huge mansion built in town and she also snubbed all the charities so and she was she was so cheap that she would even make scenes at restaurants arguing over bills uh yes and, and og karen for sure oh yeah and one of those people that uh well my grandmother would have said she's so tight she squeaks when she walks so. <laughs> Uh, she probably stiffed every server or, or every pizza guy as well. Oh, you know it. Well, yeah. and apparently no one was allowed to come to her beautiful mansion. She just wanted it to sit up there and everyone to look at it, but she didn't let anybody come over. Not that anybody really wanted to. But it was a one story, which is odd to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you would think that you would think that, you know, like a big mansion, if you're going to put all that money into it, just like you want the, <laughs> yeah the big glorified yeah yeah but this this was just like, like the this was like just the a spread south out, fork yeah this was you just know, a like spread back out in the house. day right yeah just a big rambling one-story house but yeah you would think she'd want like the big dallas version of south fork big or showy like a, house or like a modernized plantation type home for sure yeah so Upon moving back to town, she alienated her sister, and she and Rod Jr. had a huge feud, and she was nasty to him about his career choices, the women he dated, and pretty much anything. Every Yeah, anything and everything, which her son was a doctor, so it's not like he was out just screwing around and doing nothing with himself. 
you know, but I just think, like you said, original Karen, it didn't matter what anyone did. You couldn't please her. She was going to nitpick it and find fault no matter what. And even if it was something that she suggested that you do and you do it, she's still going to flip on you. And uh-huh. well, yeah, because you probably didn't do it just exactly. So she's going to find fault. Right. I mean, let's be honest. Poor Rod might have died to get away from Marjorie. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. yeah and- you know. I'm not sure, but I think I may have said that at some point in these notes. I'm not sure, but I, I think I might have, because that sounds like something you know. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> so Rod left town, and they didn't talk for years. And in 1997, Rod Nugent had um, Rod Rod Junior left town, and they didn't talk for years. In 1997, yeah. Rod Senior had surgery, um, and he was. He, he he was old and he didn't survive the surgery and barely anybody attended the funeral because nobody wanted to be in the same, the same zip code with Marge, let alone the same building. Which is so sad because like you said earlier, people liked Rod senior, but they didn't go to his funeral just because they wanted to avoid his widow. So what does right. that say about Marjorie? Like that's terrible. Yeah, she is. Uh, or she's uh, a piece of work. I, I may have dated I, I may have dated or even maybe been married or engaged to one of her daughters. <laughs> or <laughs> maybe, I don't know. But um, one person saw something in Marsh that nobody else saw, and that was funeral director Bernie Teed. And, yeah. he, and he had presided over Rod's funeral. He was nice and caring to Marge, like he was to everybody. But the two of them struck up a close friendship, although they were polar opposites. Oh, from all and that's an understatement. Yeah. Um, Bernie was loved in Carthage. Marge was hated. Bernie was in his thirties. Marge was in her eighties. But you you can make your own generalizations about this relationship. It um was it was symbiotic or parasitic or maybe somewhere in between. Codependent. I don't know. Yeah. I think symbiotic and parasitic somewhere in between mm. would be codependent. Yeah, you're right. I know. That was a but little it, redundant, really. But it but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't Bernie that was codependent on Marge. It was Marge that was codependent on Bernie. Yes. And probably deep down, she was really lonely. You know? I mean yeah. yes, did she earn her loneliness? One hundred percent. But you know, it's all it was all her own fault because she was such an awful person to be around, but she probably really was lonely. And then once she got a hold of Bernie, she was not going to let him go because let's face it with no Bernie, there's no one, no one wants to hang out with her. Right. But Bernie, uh, Bernie, Marge needed an errand boy and Bernie knew that Marge was loaded. And that's the most obvious takeaway, but there was something else right. there. They actually had a good friendship initially. Maybe. I mean, it sort of sounds, I, I, I'll i say this. I know Bernie's got some other stuff in his background, but I do think he started with genuine intentions. Maybe. I, maybe. I know. I go we'll, back. We'll, and, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end because I, yeah. because I, I've kind of, I've kind of, it might be a hot take. It might not. I don't know, but I, I, I yeah. do have a take on, on this whole situation. Yeah, I go back. Let me say this. I go back and forth on if he's just a scoundrel. 
looking like a nice guy or if there was some genuine, you know, that he did feel bad for Marjorie. He did think that maybe she needed a friend, you know? I do definitely have a, a, a take on this. And I, like I said, I haven't listened to enough podcasts about this to, to know if my take is like unique or if it's just something that everybody else is saying. I yeah. Don't, I don't know. But, um, and I can honestly say I have not listened to anyone else's coverage, so I don't really know anyone else's feelings on it either. Yeah, I had listened to, like I said, I had listened to one. It wasn't True Crime Kent, and it wasn't Morbid because they just did theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I can't remember which one it was, but well, whatever. I mean, I, I did listen to, yeah. I did listen to TCK, but, um, but still, it, it, the one episode in their feed that I haven't listened to. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I missed that one, but um, so Bernie got her to attend some of the mus- musicals performances that he directed and even got her out on the town to have fun. And Marge started to loosen up a little bit. She began spending money on Bernie and lots of it. Yes. And I think he really enjoyed living the high life. Well, so wouldn't? well yeah, who wouldn't want someone to just spend their money freely on you? I don't blame him for that one bit. Yeah, I'll take a sugar mama. Yeah, hey. <laughs> I'm single. <laughs> yeah. But but they were traveling the world together, and there were rumors that they had a relationship. And maybe they were, but uh, maybe they weren't. But, but Marge even started donating to charities through Bernie at that point. Yes. Yes. So, so, but, but, but still, even though she's doing it in Bernie's name, so she still doesn't, she's still not trying to take credit for that. So she, she obviously likes this, this reputation that she has as a total bitch. I was going to say she likes her mean girl image, so to speak. Like, she's. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe I'm naive, but I don't think there was a romantic relationship. I don't I really don't. I don't either. I, I don't. I mean, I think I think Bernie enjoyed all the perks of some rich old lady spoiling him, but I don't think there was a. I really don't think there was ever a romantic relationship. Uh, he he was too busy doing other things, which we will get to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, Marge still had a very bad reputation, and nobody really cared about her extravagance and and whatnot. But her stockbroker Lloyd Tiller did. Hmm. In yeah, he was. Yeah, he, this guy's great. <laughs> um, yeah, servicing the account, but of course, when you're when you're dealing with that much money, yeah, you're going to go out of your way. Yeah, you, and you should because that's your job to take care of your client. Yeah, if I've if if I have six shares of, uh, I don't know, paper towels, he, he's not going to come knocking on my door if he can't get in touch with me. Right. Yeah, he's going to be like, oh well. But, right, Marge is a millionaire though, so that's different. Right. But um, she she had made some great investments, and he was trying to get in touch with her, and she was nowhere to be found. And this got Lloyd's spidey senses going. Hmm. He would repeatedly call Bernie, who would always have some excuse of why Marge wasn't available. She was out of town. She had a stroke. Was in the hospital outside of town, and blah blah blah, whatever. Right. Yeah. All the things which, um. Took a lot of naps too, but you know yeah. the whole stroke thing. I'm like, you, you wouldn't. And I don't know. She was estranged from her family, so maybe you wouldn't report that to anyone else. But that was the one that got me the most. Well, she's had a stroke, but no one knows, you know. Yeah, and if 
there if you unless you have like a minor stroke you're going to come away with it with a with a speech slur with a speech impediment yeah yeah i know somebody who had a minor stroke and it was enough to scare him to death and put him in, into the hospital and everything and he sounds fine but um yeah. but if it had been uh, any worse than it was he would have had that that impediment and um which would have really screwed him because um he's a he's one of these acoustic performers around town. Oh yeah. So he'd yeah, have, that he'd, been... he'd have been done. Yeah. So but in August of nineteen ninety seven, Lloyd asked um the prosecutor um Danny Buck Davidson for a favor. Um Danny Buck Davidson Danny McDavis, that sounds like a name was of somebody that would run with Dick Darwin. Uh-huh. Yeah, it does. It's a little surprising that the man was or is as sharp as he is because it's definitely a good old boy name. Yeah. But um but it and he 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 he's more competent than our old pal Dick. Uh totally, yeah. However fact, however, we have uh-huh. some commentary from Dick Darwin. All right. He 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 weighed on he weighed on in on this. Apparently, you know, he was familiar with this case and he knew um Davidson. Oh, okay. All right, so here we go. Okay. Hello everybody. Dick Darwin here, Dallas Detective. Now Bill there, Bill's correct. I did know Danny Buck Davidson. And I called him D Buck. And he called me one time asking for advice on tracking down Marjorie Nugent. And I told him, she's probably on ice. And it wouldn't really be any big loss anyway. I told him, just leave the town in peace. And if she was still alive, she'd turn up. And we should just enjoy the peace and quiet. And if she did turn up dead, deal with it then. Debug didn't agree. And he severed all ties with me. That's his loss. Anyway, thanks for having me back on your show. Get Darwin, Dallas Detective here, signing off. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> D-Buck. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to call him D-Buck for the rest of the episode. <laughs> but D-Buck talked to the, the, the bank where Marge had her accounts, and the bank CEO said that a few weeks prior, he had gone to her house to sign some papers, and Bernie was there, and he told him that he that Marge was bedridden and he couldn't see her. So Bernie Which said, is... "Bernie said, I'll take the papers up to March. No, I'm, 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 I'll, I'll do that over again. I'm not doing very good with accents lately. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm not any good with accents. You just get flexes. <laughs> I'm terrible at anything else. But Bernie said that he'd take the papers up to Marge and um, she could sign them. And the CEO agreed." If the CEO's coming to your house knocking on your door, yeah, that's of a bank, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Bernie hand delivering your papers, yeah. So Bernie had them signed and brought them back out to her, and the and the C, the bank CEO was satisfied and you know didn't take anything of it. So what I gotta wonder is, did Bernie forge her signature? I don't know, but at one point Marge gave him authority to sign on her account. So that's just true, but. At the same time, and th- this is before that happened. Well, now she's already dead at this point. Spoiler. Right. 
But um, spoiler alert. <laughs> so obviously, he could forge her signature. Right, but then depending on what it was, if he's got permission, if she went down to the bank and said that he was allowed to sign on her account. So is it really even forgery anymore? I but mean, was, obviously pretending to be Marjorie. And but it, it was her signature though. If it, it was her true. signature, he had to go up, you know, well, not upstairs because it's a single story, but um, he had to go in into the, the bedroom to, yeah. to, to get it and everything. So obviously he's, he's put, he's passing this off as, as right. Marjorie's signature. So apparently and that he, is true. he learned how to forge her signature. Yeah, that that's true. The good point that he, even though he had signing rights, he was also he's keeping up appearances for, at this point. He is. Well, he is. Yeah. yeah, which is so weird to me. And I know we'll get there, but why not just stage something? You're a funeral director for crying out loud. <laughs> I'm laughing because. <laughs> <sighs> You've been talking to Dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we already we were talking, yeah. Okay. But word got around that Marge and Bernie were in Vegas for a wedding and D Buck called um Bernie's room and said that and he said that Marge wasn't there. Yeah, no one believes Marge is out gambling on the floor. Right. Uh-uh. And you know, he told D-Buck that, you know, D-Buck's just like, well, she's not there with you. She's not at home either. Bernie said that she was too ill to travel. He was in Vegas, but he um, he said that she had been at a, a Temple, Texas hospital for the past few weeks. And that drew a red flag because Bernie had told the CEO that she was at home when he got the, the signature. Yeah. So Bernie also said that to protect Marge's privacy, she was under the hosp- she was at the hospital under an alias, and she didn't want her sisters or her son to know where she was because she was afraid that they would come take her and put her in a nursing home. Which we all know they weren't talking to each other, and they didn't care. They hadn't right. talked to her in ages. Right, but so, I don't think I don't think at this point that that's common knowledge. And maybe so, but you know. Uh, there was really no reason for her to be under assumed name because no one wanted to see her anyway, except right. Bernie. Right. I don't even think Bernie wanted to see her. To be I'm honest saying at this you. point, and at this point, we know Bernie really didn't want to see her either. Right. You know? And he and he's not seeing her because she's he's dead. Not. No. <laughs> exactly. So in her freezer. But Bernie also said that her son, Rod Jr., had been bugging Marge about his inheritance, and and she was worried that he might come come for her money. Yeah. He said that he'd be more than happy to talk at length with them once he got back to Carthage and he was hired, but he was hired as a wedding singer and doggone it. That's what he was going to do. I think Bernie really was hoping at some point, you know, he would be discovered with, you know, he was always performing somewhere and supposedly he, you know, was very talented according to the people of Carthage. And I I heard, I heard, um, I heard audio, uh, he's got a good voice yeah but i do i think deep down he was hoping to be discovered yeah but d buck ran a search on the alias that bernie had mentioned and that name wasn't admitted to any hospital in texas at all yeah (laughs) so 
they actually believed that Bernie was doing all that he could to protect Marge. But once he got back from Vegas, he didn't call the investigator. The, 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 see, that's real. That's not staged. Yeah. <laughs> we we used to edit that out, but I'm just like, fuck it. Leave it in there. It's hilarious. <laughs> but when, when I get like, tongue tied and everything, because my brain works faster than my mouth does. <laughs> uh, I understand that. But um, he didn't call the investigators like the like he had said that he would. So they tracked it. They tracked him down. He was at a local pizza restaurant where he was trading. He's trading. Here we go. He was treating the a little league baseball team that had just won the state championship to a pizza night on Marge. <laughs> yeah, I mean Marge ended up really paying for a lot of stuff. She did. They pulled him right out of the pizza party and brought him downtown to talk. And he had some explaining to do about why he had lied to them about Marge being in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You got some explaining to do there, boy. That's right. <laughs> and Bernie admitted that he had lied to them. Duh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she wasn't in the hospital. She wasn't even sick. She had been kidnapped! Nah, sort of. <laughs> And the kidnapper said that he had better not involve the police or she would be killed. Mm. <laughs> they, well, they they had grabbed her from her home a few months earlier and there was a ransom for her and he had no idea who it was. And if it were me, I'd call bullshit right then and there because who in their right mind would be a one? Who in their right mind would want to be alone with a mega Karen Supreme March for an extended period of time? Uh, yeah, they'd have done off her anyway just because they were tired of listening to her. Because <laughs> I'm sure if nothing else, the thread count on the sheets would have not been to her liking. <laughs> or. Yeah. I don't like sitting here in this, in this storage unit. Yeah. <laughs> it's too stuffy. It's too stuffy. It, it's making my skin flare. Yes. My hair is frizzing. Bernie! <laughs> Which I feel like there was probably a lot of that in Bernie's life. Bernie! Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Bernie! Mm-hmm. Makes me think of the mom from uh, The Big Bang Theory. You know, every time she would holler down at... Uh... Oh, God. What's the... The one who married Bernadette. I have honestly Howard. only seen about maybe two or three episodes of Big Bang Theory. And it's not due to lack of interest because, I mean, I like yeah. the episodes that I did watch. It's just I, I just haven't seen it. I, it, yeah. it. I just haven't had really time to sit down and binge a TV series yeah. that's like 12 well, seasons long or however long it is. <laughs> Howard's mother in the show is the traditional Jewish mother, but you never see her. In this, this very grating voice, she yells at him from upstairs, Howard! So, you know what I pictured, honestly? Owen! Oh, yeah. Throw him <laughs> from the train. Uh huh. Owen! Yeah. And some of our younger listeners, if you have not seen the movie Throw Mama from the Train, yeah, that's an older movie, but you know what? Go you watch. will love it. You will yeah, love go it. Watch. That, that movie is awesome. It's mm -hmm. classic. <laughs> it's Mama Fratelli. Hello from the Goonies. It holds, yeah, it is, but they don't know what that is either. 
They don't know that either. I know. But but still, throw mama from the train holds up. It does. It's it fun. really does. <laughs> so uh, it 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 holds up better than Ghostbusters, and that's saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love that band. I love Ghostbusters too. But yeah, but it's good too. Seriously, throw mama from the train does hold up better than Ghostbusters. Not much better, but a little bit better. Hmm. <laughs> So anyway, investigators asked Rod Jr. to let them into her house and Bernie couldn't just legally do it because he was just a friend. Mm-hmm. You got what I need. Uh, <laughs> but Marge is just a friend. But right. Marge is just a friend. I can't let you in. <laughs> Uh, too much fun <laughs> and again children go listen to Bismarcky. Bismarcky that song I'm not even a fan of like hip hop or anything like that but I absolutely love that song okay I was going to say though you just have to appreciate that song because mm-hmm. it, it is what it is that song is brilliant <laughs> yeah I, I I love it. There's a few hip hop songs out there that I that I like, but but that that one is probably my favorite hip hop song of all time. That's a good period. one. That's a good one. <laughs> so. <laughs> Damn. Wish I had thought about that before. I would have I would have wrote something for it. <laughs> and, that was pretty good ad lib. I'll tell you. Drop the mute. Drop the music in in there and sang over it. Yeah. Have you gotten that was to pretty that good point? ad lib, though. Have you gotten that to that point in um, part two of Peter Curtin yet? No, I have not yet. Oh, okay. It's there. It's coming. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. Uh, where was I? So Rod's um, letting them in. Yeah. The The truth was is he he didn't want uh, – Bernie didn't want them anywhere near that house. No. Rod did come, but he didn't have a key to the house. Well, I mean, it's not surprising. No, he hadn't been welcome in quite some time. So, but they got a they got a warrant. They broke in by taking the door off of the sensors and they went in. And there was no sign that anybody had been in the home for months. And there was an overpowering odor from spoiled food coming from the fridge. And near the fridge, there was a deep freezer that had been taped shut. Which, uh, hello, red flag. Don't be so obvious. Yeah, don't tape. Don't, don't. It, it, that seal that's on it, it's going to hold it. It's going to yeah, hold the lid. Exactly. And and, 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 and by taping it, you're not keeping anybody out. All it takes no. is a little bit of, it, ow, uh, just a, pull it a, off. A ballpoint pen could, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like pointing a big arrow. Hey, something yeah. interesting in here, you X know, mark the spot. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't go around duct taping their, deep freezes shut you know it wasn't even duct tape it was it was like packing tape <laughs> oh see <laughs> i remember i remember reading duct tape but either way like come on it's just like a big arrow wah, wah, wah. here you yeah. go look right here <laughs> yeah <laughs> pay no attention to the man behind the curtain <laughs> yeah exactly so they, they opened the freezer and it was full and they began rummaging around and underneath some peas and carrots, they found a bed sheet. 
That's not exactly something that you would put into a deep freezer. No. Mm-mm. Unless maybe you were hiding a body. Uh, yeah. Under the bed sheet, there was more food and Marge frozen solid. She had been there a long time, long enough to accumulate freezer burn on her body. Which is just kind of unbelievable. I mean. That's that's horrible. It's off. It really is. I mean, whether she was a terrible person or not, that's awful. Yeah, but, but, you know, we'll get to it later, but uh-huh. that scene right there is what seals Bernie's fate in court. Oh, yeah. But we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you don't, wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, just hang on a second. Oh God, I'm not. I'm not even to my handwritten notes yet. <laughs> but um, the. But next day they went. Next they went the the complete wrong direction for a suspect. Rod Jr. stood to inherit all the money as far as they knew, and Bernie had steered them right where he wanted, and Rod Jr. was standing right freaking next to them. Yeah. Um. One of March's accounts is being drained to the tune of three million dollars, almost investment, charitable donations, a house, a car. Jet skis. And they asked Rod Rod if he had been hitting the bank account. And Rod had one of the most rock solid alibis ever in the history of the planet. <laughs> um Marge had written Rod out of the will and disinherited him. He wasn't yeah. going to be getting any of of the will. So who else could benefit? Marge's sisters? No, nope. you know, she had run them off as well, but mm-hmm. they they weren't in the will either. And like Rod, they had no access to March's account. So who could have done it? Mm-hmm. Who could have done mm. it? Who could have done it? <laughs> um, nobody in town liked Marge, and the town probably would have, you know, would have thrown a a parade in the murderer's honor. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. They were celebrating. Yeah. So investigators did what I think they should have done initially. They investigated the transactions from her account, new lighting systems for the local playhouse, a car, jet skis, etc. And they followed the trail and it led to drumroll who? Bernie. Bernie. Yep. <laughs> Marge had made him power of attorney over her estate as well as the sole beneficiary of her will. But why would Bernie yeah. kill? Why would Bernie kill her? Why would Bernie kill her? Why indeed? Hmm. Yes, and then stuff her in the freezer. Yeah. Everybody loved Bernie. Bernie wouldn't hurt a fly. Right. He's the best, and half the widows in town wanted him to sing oh, at they, their funeral. They wanted him. They wanted him in her. They they wanted him in their bed. Yeah. They they wanted some Bernie. Everybody wanted Bernie. Everybody wanted Bernie. The exact opposite to the premise of Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've come 180 degrees with dead Bernie movies. Death yeah. and Bernie. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's, Bernie Teat. Yeah. So Bernie Teat is what would have happened if Bernie had survived and we- Weekend at Bernie's. True, true. 
So, wow. <laughs> Man, who would have ever thought? Seven degrees of Bernie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <sighs> and by the way, Bernie Kosar from the Cleveland Browns, where I'm, I'm looking at you too. Well, actually, he played for Dallas as well. Really? I And I will say, I don't know my sports. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, the, our, our football fans will get that. <laughs> yeah, they will. So it, it was just a random guy that popped in my head that, whose name was also Bernie. Bernie. Yeah. I mean, you got to go with all the Bernies you know. Definitely. <laughs> so uh, the only people who may have had a grudge against Bernie were the women who tried to hook up with him and that he had turned down because he was gay. And Right. And these, but these women that turned him down didn't hate him. No, because he was nice. It's That's Bernie. the thing. It wasn't. Yeah, it's Bernie. Bernie yeah. Must, I must not be good enough for Bernie. Right. That that was a thing. They were just thinking that Bernie was holding out. Bernie. Yeah. Bernie was the most was Carthage's most eligible bachelor. Yes. <laughs> yes. I wish I was Lakeland's most eligible bachelor. <laughs> Investigators Kurt. Investig Here we go again. Investigators confronted Bernie with the evidence, not to mention the frozen marjolade in the freezer. Oh. Oh, come We're on. We're not there yet. I thought I, I would we're... I thought I would I thought I would like like split you up laughing when I said marjolade. Uh, <laughs> you know what? It took you a second, didn't it? <laughs> Well, that and, and I, we haven't gotten there yet, but I just keep thinking about the way they get Marge out of the house. We haven't gotten there yet, but like. Okay, you're going to have to tell that part because I missed it. I mean, I know they pulled okay. her out. Of, hold um, Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh-uh. Okay. Maybe not. <laughs> but still, when because... we get when we get there, when we get there, you take it. <laughs> okay. I mean, because Marge is so full of herself, and it's finally like it's like the ultimate come up if you start being like. <laughs> so let's let's get there. Um, All right, Bernie, Bernie didn't try to lie again. He told the truth, and when the word went out about his confession, that's when the entire town went insane. Nope, nobody could fathom that good old Bernie could even do this and and, and even if he did the bitch deserved it yeah and, and everyone said well you know she probably probably got tired of listening to her complain he yeah. probably just snapped everyone was on Bernie's side I used One to woman's... love her but I had to kill her right in the words of Axel <laughs> she, she's, she's buried in my deep freezer <laughs> right well, I mean, one woman in Carthage even said, "Oh, I even though he did it, I would I would have quit him." <laughs> yeah, but um, this 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 news hit Carthage harder than a Texas tornado. <laughs> Barney's a Texas tornado, <laughs> and they were blown away. The town of Carthage was going nuts, and they didn't know what to think. Um, Bernie said that the reason that he came up with the kidnapping story was because he panicked and didn't know what to do. <sighs> he sure later, he did. Yeah. He he later confessed to shooting Marge uh, four times with a twenty-two rifle that 
she kept on site for shooting armadillo. Yeah. But well, they dig up your yard. They're a nuisance, you know. <laughs> but a twenty-two is a twenty-two really going to be effective against an armadillo? Yeah. 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 That shell it's going to ricochet. Nah, it'll work. Okay. I don't know. A twenty-two is not. Yeah, a twenty-two is the it's, assassin's weapon because it's like, you know, it's great at short range. Well, totally, yeah. But here's the thing: but if armadillos don't arm- see well. If you're shooting an armadillo, you're not going to get right up on the damn thing. It's going to run when you get near it. Well, but they don't see well, so if you catch it in the daytime, you can you might get lucky. Yeah. They're nocturnal. But they're cool though. Armadillos are cool. Oh, but man, they dig up the yard so bad. They do. <laughs> And I, I don't I don't own my house, so I don't care if an armadillo comes and digs it up. I mean, it nothing is more frustrating. Look here, I sound like an old lady now. Nothing is more frustrating than you've worked all in your yard and then you come out the next morning and there are holes because the armadillos have been in your yard. Which is a true problem. I'd rather have armadillos and fire ant beds popping up overnight. Oh yeah. There is that. Which you have to battle that too. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean you guys have the high temperature and, and the and the desert conditions and everything. We have the high humidity and alligators. Well, it depends on where you are in Texas, though, because well, a yeah, lot of it there's there's probably parts in Texas that have alligators, like on the oh, uh, alligators and high humidity. I mean, on the east coast, the east yeah, coast of Texas, more on the east side, yeah, yeah, east part of Texas, yeah. In West Texas, it's really nice. It's it is. It's arid. It's a de- is a desert, and it's. Cool in the evenings, but yeah, more towards east it is. Yeah, it's but a, a Flor- and a, humid. A Florida boy like me is going to go to a place like that, or New Mexico or Arizona, specifically, oh, and it's going to make their freaking nose bleed and all that stuff. Oh yeah, it's gonna. You're gonna. It's your whole body's gonna. Oh dry. yeah. When it, we, it's like your 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 skin feels like it's getting so tight that it's about to burst. Oh yeah. Now I mean where where I live. We're right on the edge of all the humidity. And so it's a lot of times in the summer, you're at like 75% humidity. It's gross, but you're used to it. And when we go to New Mexico, yeah, we got 90% is, humidity here. <laughs> I know. I mean, y'all are worse, but I'm just saying it's not great, you know. But yeah, when we go to New Mexico, it's like every bit of moisture has been sucked out of my body. <laughs> like, oh, I know. What I, mean, is I was, I was in, um, when I, when I was driving over the road, um, I was, one time I, I was going back and forth from California to New Mexico to Arizona, like, like for an entire month. And I thought yeah. I was going to die. I probably, I went through like two, like two large bottles of moisturizing lotion. Yeah. In a month. I mean, they, <laughs> it's crazy. And, and we all complain about the humidity and about the heat, but I'm not going to lie. Anytime we go, which I love New Mexico. We yeah, go at least it's, once it's a year. Beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. So, you know, no one in New Mexico hate on me because I love it. But the, you know, handful of days we're there, like, oh my gosh, how do you stay moisturized? So then I kind of think maybe I don't dislike the humidity so much. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take my, I'll, I'll take my Florida summers over that any day. Seriously. Yeah. But, Same. And and I'll take the 106 because I don't like to be cold. Well, we don't get 106 very often, maybe two or three times a year. 
Well, see, now that's the thing, though. We get it, the, it, you know. But but still, uh, our average is like 98 degrees with like 100% humidity. And yeah, believe me, that's that's miserable. But Well, it is because the humidity just tacks it on. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, hashtag, but I digress. Yeah. First time I've said and this. And now this for your weather report. <laughs> God, we really haven't digressed. We're just we're really been talking the, the the story the entire time. We haven't, but at the same time, we have gone off on a few jaunts, like our weather report just now. Well, just now. That's the first time. <laughs> true, true. So, uh, let's see. He later confessed to shooting. Okay, I already said that. Um, but in the back. He shot her in the back. I mean, right. come on, Bernie. Yeah, four times in the back. But Bernie's side of it was, um, you know, it, as Bernie's side of it, and this is why I don't do handwritten notes anymore. I know it's hard to keep your spot. Yeah, Bernie's side of it, as 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 for his motive, was that Marge was just horrible to him, as she just as horrible to him as she was to everybody else. Um, and she. Damn it! How did I do this for the first six months of? Just the first eight months of the podcast. Um, she never had anything good to say about anything that he said or did. And, you know, he said that he didn't kill her for the money. He just said that Marjorie treated him like a slave. And Which she probably did. Of course she did. That That's Marjorie's M.O. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's there to serve Marjorie. Yep. He was her errand boy nonstop and she would she would also make him comb her hair and clip her toenails and even pluck the gray hairs from her chin and ew. Ugh. Yeah. <sighs> That's horrible. I mean That is I mean mm. nobody deserves that. Well BTK deserves that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they Damn it, you, you, Bernie, you should have just put, yeah, you should have just sent BTK up to, um, Colorado or wherever the hell he is and, um, just put her in the cell with him. <laughs> yeah. Look away. We are going to re- redo BTK at some point very soon. It's coming. But. <laughs> Just wonder when we're going to do it because I don't want to do it. I I don't really, I don't want to revisit that one. But our 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 BTK two part episode is horrible. It well, <laughs> I have my first one. The content's good, but the delivery's not. So I know exactly what you mean. Hmm. I really should redo it. The only reason I'm even thinking about it is because I've asked people. It's like, are well, you tell people not to listen to it. Are you going to redo it so we can can listen to your take on it? Uh, okay, I guess. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> and we'll give it the treatment that it should have gotten initially. I mean, we yeah. we, we were too, we we covered that we tackled that one too early on. And we I, uh, yeah. I wasn't ready for it. I know what you mean. So, but well, and the, and talking about reading from handwritten notes. Um that too. Trying to keep your place and uh, yeah, yeah, all the things. So, <laughs> yeah. All the things. So, and you know, 
I think that going back to Bernie, I think that at first he was okay to take Marjorie's abuse because I don't think she was ever probably pleasant, probably not even in the beginning, but she was spoiling him. And I think for a long time he thought, I can handle this. I can take her abuse because I have all this stuff. I mean, like she bought him a Lincoln Continental for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, he was like, great, I can do this. But then, you know, that gets old real fast. Oh, yeah. I don't care how, how sweet you are. Yeah, I mean, but she would belittle him for anything and, you know, any anything that he did for himself, like um, like his work at the theater, basically anything that didn't directly benefit Marge. Right. That took Marge, that took Bernie away from Marge. Bernie! Yeah. <laughs> Owen! <laughs> um, and then one afternoon he snapped and they were in the garage um, and the armadillo gun was leaning next to a wall and she was just like in on him. Like, you always sit there like that. You're, you're spending all that time in that damn theater. You're not talking to me. I, 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 I'm Marge. I need you in my life. I get you. You're, you're, you're the only thing that matters to me. And, uh, all right, I'll stop. <laughs> but exactly. All those yeah. things. All those things. Yeah. And uh, I do want to bet Marge was bipolar as well. I mean, very possibly. Narcissist and bipolar. Definitely narcissist for sure. They're probably bipolar too. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, so so um, he grabbed the gun and he shot Marge in the back four times. Uh, Bernie's fingerprints were on the gun, and the bullets recovered matched the gun. Done deal. So um, but. The coroner determined that she had been dead since November of 1996, 40 weeks or nine months earlier. Uh, that doesn't look good. No. Bernie put her, according to Bernie, he put her in the freezer until he could figure out a um, how to give her a proper burial. Yeah. He, he then realized that she had been, that he, okay, he... <laughs> it's so funny we've had people you know like guests on and everything and it's like you know parts that got cut out and everything that's just like i thought that that was something that you were doing as a bet no it's not a bet it's real <laughs> i get tongue-tied so fucking yeah <laughs> but um he then realized that he had been named the sole beneficiary in the will and that he could do a lot of good around Carthage with Marge's money in her name. Yay. Right. It was all for the people of Carthage. Yeah, that's it. The jet you skis, know. the jet skis that he got for himself, the house that he bought for yeah. himself. Even uh, yeah, anyway. He did buy a bunch of cars for other people in town though. He did. I mean, you know. Yeah. Funded some stores and businesses. He began donating large amounts of money to uh, to charities and churches and, of course, expensive toys for himself. Yes, yes. So D-Buck charged Bernie with first-degree moiter. And like I said before, that sent Carthage into a frenzy. It's Bernie! 
This was a mistake. But old Bernie could have never shot an old lady in the back. No. Four times. No. Never. Those weren't his fingerprints. They were off by just a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would never do such a thing. Even if it never. was Marjorie. But never. according never. to the people of Carthage, she probably deserved it. So there you go. Poor Marjorie. Yeah. She was misunderstood. Yeah. She was yeah. She was just trying to toughen the people up for the coming recession. Exactly. She doing. <laughs> yeah. She was like, you people need to just toughen up, Buttercup. Yeah. She tried to educate them. She's like, look, I'm sad, but y'all aren't, and there's a recession coming. Right. You better tighten your belts. Learn to live, this was live within the, your this, means. This was the late nineties. The recession was already starting at that point. Right. And and oil had been, you know, it already people should have learned back in the eighties. Yeah, oil had been so, outsourced at that time. Yeah. Well, live within been. your means, people. Yeah. Marjorie was a saint. That's right. It, she it, only they talk, had, about, they talk about Bernie having the town's best interest and everything. No, it was Marge. It was really Marjorie. <laughs> right. That's exactly what it was. She didn't want anybody to go bankrupt. She was trying to she was thinking of history. She didn't want it to repeat itself. Right. She was a saint. She was. I'm not going to tell my listeners that I'm being facetious, but I will tell your listeners that I'm being facetious. <laughs> I hope they can pick up on the sarcasm. But I hope that I, they can. Just, 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 I don't want to get an email saying, oh, how, you know, <laughs> that wasn't what was going on. You'd be surprised what you get emails about. <laughs> well, yeah. I will I, say I have very nice listeners, the ones who truly listen to me. Oh, but we, then I do get some cranky things from people we, who I just think are Karens and they just want to complain. We had uh, this is a while back. We had somebody, you know, like give us a one star review on Apple saying that we're boring and monotone. Well, I got one that said um, and I will say this. It was my very first episode. Is it full of ums? totally because it's the very first episode I ever did and they said too many ums some people shouldn't have a podcast <laughs> well I don't see you with one so right. pin a yeah. rose on your nose you know yeah. come on um but we oh it, I follow that up with an um <laughs> it happens yeah, but ums happen it, it, it just we're we're not I mean, we that became a running joke. It's just like we're not monotone. Todd, maybe a little bit, not really, but I could see that. Yeah. But I'm not monotone. No, no, not at all. People, this it's just you know. I feel like it's like were you having a bad day? If that made you feel better, okay. G Maria thirteen. If you email me again, if you email me. Because I know you're still listening, but um, probably. But yeah, email me, apologize. I'll send you a free T-shirt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All can be forgiven. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, Bert, Bernie had confessed to the murder and everything, and the citizens of Carthage didn't care. No. But the devil is in the details. And um, police found something, and and the 
that the Carthage conservatives wouldn't like, and it was a box of VHS tapes. Oh yeah. <laughs> there was there was Bernie. He was getting freaky with men. Each one had Bernie with a different man, and he was he was basically he was making gay porn. And, yeah. And I don't I don't know if like it was like a hidden camera type thing or if the camera was sitting there mounted, but I'm I'm betting it was probably a hidden camera. Maybe so. You know, it never really says. And it's kind of no. glossed over, really. Yeah, I mean it, it would have to be because some of the people that were there were like prominent members of the community who were married. True. True. So but it would have know... had to have been a hidden camera type of thing. Maybe, but then I do think some people get so full of themselves that they think, oh, well, we're doing this, but you would never expose me, not me. But if you're going to cheat on your spouse, do not do it in front of a video camera. I don't well, care if I, I don't care if a man is cheating with a woman, if a woman is who? cheating with a man. Uh, if you're going to cheat, don't do it. Don't record it. Yeah, don't record it. And I'm with you. Yeah. But people well, are dumb. People are stupid and, and very full of themselves because yeah. they think they'll never get caught. They don't think that the guy that they are hanging out with has also killed his old lady companion and stuffed her in a freezer. So, you right. know, but, but still, I mean, it's just, you know, a lot. And some of these people were like um, city government officials as well. Yes. And they were, yeah, they were high ranking people in this, you know, but I think that's the problem is your ego gets the better of you and you really think that you're invincible. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I said, some of his partners were well-known citizens of Carthage, but, um, because of, because of this debuck asked for a change of venue because, um, there was no telling how many men Bernie had gotten freaky with and what if those, what if one of those one or more of those men had wound up on the jury? True. Yeah. Well, and besides that, they also didn't think the little old ladies were going to convict him because they loved him so much. I mean, right. they wanted him to be their companion too. I mean, they were willing to overlook that he right. shot Marjorie. <laughs> exactly. But, um, so the, the trial was moved 50 miles away to St. Augustine. Now, I I don't know. I looked it up, and St. Augustine is 890 miles from Carthage, Texas. I think you got the wrong state. <laughs> what? You know, St. Augustine, Florida, St. Augustine, Texas. Maybe. There's, there's a St. Augustine, <laughs> Texas? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got a Paris and a London and uh, a Greece, too. Oh, okay. Well, uh, all right. That makes sense. I mean, that's... Uh Change of venue has never gone state to state before, but I don't know. Well, you know. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Well, I, all right. I stand corrected. <laughs> so February. <laughs> oh. February 1st, 1999, the trial started. Prosecutors um, painted Bernie as a con man who befriended and then murdered Marge. And honestly, what else could it have been? You know? Yeah. I mean, why would he put up with all of Marge's vitriol? I mean, 
it it was a meal ticket according to debuck and um yeah. he, he he slowly weaseled his way into her life and they began taking trips together like trips all over the world and everything in first class every time right that's the thing it wasn't like they were going on the cheap he was everything was was first class so he was living the good life and his sister even at one point said bernie liked nice things you know yeah and so there you go and and you know what Marge is horrible as she was. She, I, I think, I think that Marge genuinely did love Bernie. Maybe, maybe not in a romantic sense, but in in a platonic sense. I do. I think she had been alone for a long time, and to her own making, you know. But right, and you, I you, think she. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. No, you, you can, I, uh, uh, let me rephrase that. You can't teach an old bitch new tricks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But I think she got real worried that, and I think that's why she became so possessive of him was that she was worried he would just run, leave her like everyone else because she is, she was, she was so hateful. And so, right. but in that regard, it didn't help her case. It got her killed. But that's exactly what Bernie should have done. He should have just fucking hauled ass yeah just walk away right i mean what's she gonna do she's 80 something right she's not gonna come get you and you and gonna hire a hitman i guess but she's too cheap so you don't have to worry about that that's true she's not gonna pay right i mean she's not wanda holloway so uh i mean it yeah he according to d buck um he slowly weaseled his way into her life um and they began taking trips together like all over the world like i said and in first class every time i think i already said that too okay yeah <laughs> new podcasters don't do handwritten notes <laughs> i learned that lesson the hard way and i'm doing it now too but um the the biggest piece of evidence though was the bank records after marge's death and yeah, that's kind of hard to overlook. Yeah, there's no getting around that. No. The defense spun it as self-defense. She had verbally abused Bernie to the point of his, you know, to his breaking point, and he snapped. Yeah, they kind of compared him to a battered wife. Yeah, but she never laid a hand on him. No, she didn't. Um, they admitted that Bernie stole, they admitted that Bernie did steal the money. But at least his heart was in the right place. You know, cars, yeah. houses, cars, houses, and jet skis. Oh, my. Right. <laughs> she wouldn't do anything bad. But unless he was there for a money, that unless he was actually there for the money, there was an easy way out of this abusive situation. Leave. Right. Walk out. Exactly. Bye-bye, bitch. <laughs> right see ya i got 99 problems and a marge ain't one there you go <laughs> um but just 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 leave her alone and don't look back yeah it's it's not that's all you gotta do is walk off yeah and you know like supposedly he claimed he was worried she'd be lonely come on just if you hate her enough to kill her, you don't care if she's lonely. Right. No, you do not. So, um, the jury had to decide if Bernie was a cold-blooded killer or Robin Hood. Or somewhere in between. Mm. 
and at that point it could have gone either way until the prosecutors presented the video from Marge's body being taken out of the freezer and that sealed Bernie's fate. Yeah. Um, she looked, she looked like a monster. Um, one man said that Stephen King couldn't have planned that moment any better than D buck did. And the jury was horrified. And I saw no matter how much they disliked her. I, I saw pictures in the video. Yeah. It, yeah, it and that's the thing. No matter how much they disliked her, no one wants to see someone like that. It's awful. No, it's inhumane. Yeah, and yeah, it 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 looked bad. You, you know, speaking of Stephen King, that scene where um, what's his name in The Shining is like frozen. That's not far. Oh off. yeah, not far off. Yeah, not far off. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't even realize. That. I wouldn't even be surprised if that came up in. It's like. Look at this picture of Marge and look at this picture from The Shining. <laughs> right? It's straight out of a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I, I would, if you told me that that happened, I'd, I, I wouldn't even question it. I'd be like, uh, no. yep, I know it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, February, that, here we go again. <laughs> I've only done it like three or four times. And That's it has, good. And it hasn't been that bad to where I just like totally just like like took 30 seconds to reconfigure. So <laughs> so on February 11th of 1999, Bernie was found guilty of first degree moita and he got life in prison plus a $10,000 fine. Where's the 10,000 legal fees? Yeah. Attorney fees? I guess. It's got to be because where's, where's that be, money going to go? Right. Um. You know, and speaking of all this, you know, speaking of all of this, I have a, you know, that Dick Darwin, I promise you too, he's, he, he's oh. back. He gave me a little bit of a, a commentary on this episode as far as, well, we already gave you a little bit of it. It was falling out with D-Buck, but, um, but, you know, he has some commentary about the, um, the actual trial and, oh, and, oh, and what he okay. thinks. So, so I'm going to play that right now. Hello again, everybody. Dick Darwin here, Dallas detective. This case is a perfect example of the incompetent police work that plagues law enforcement these days. It's plain as day that Bernie was just fulfilling Marge's wishes. The whole story of her abusing him, that was a front. The real story was that Marge wanted to die, and they came up with a plan to deflect attention away from Bernie, and that's why she named him the sole beneficiary in the will. The original plan was for Bernie to hire a hitman and make it look like an MS-13 hit. But then her son, Rod Jr., he had to kidnap Marge and screw the whole thing up. You see, it was Rod. It was Rod who killed Marge and he framed Bernie for it. Rod made these homosexual VHS tapes with a man who looked like Bernie in order to frame him. And D-Buck used the, the tapes to bend Bernie into confessing to the murder. 
So D-Buck is now a local superstar, while the real star sits in prison for a crime he did not commit. This is Dick Darwin, Dallas Detective, signing off. Thank you once again for having me on your show. And in parting, Jessica, you're a charming young lady, and I am honored to meet your acquaintance. Thanks, Dick. I appreciate that, Dick. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, Dick likes you. He's a charmer, man. Back in Carthage, uh, the, the town was divided in their opinion. And leading up to this, Marge's relatives who hated her all of a sudden loved her and oh, you know, yeah. ho- hoping to get a cut of the inheritance. And- mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I'm not sure. It, I I couldn't find anything about what happened to the money. I, I haven't ever heard either. I don't know where it is. I would imagine that it got divided up amongst her family. That's that's Probably. what I would think. But yeah, but it, that's that's a nice detail that's kind of left out in 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 the story. It is. It is because you don't really know. But it is. They didn't care one thing about her but all of a sudden they did want that money yep and then and then they told bernie he was a horrible person that they he robbed them of spending of any more time with her. one yeah yeah you weren't spending time with her anyway just <laughs> yeah quit just pretending off. <laughs> exactly just say you want the money just be honest the whole family's fucked in the head they are they're just not nice people in general no. really pretty but <laughs> I don't I don't think that Bernie deserved life in prison. I don't either. I think maybe fifteen or twenty years, maybe, but not life. I, no, I don't either. I do think it was kind of more of a crime of passion. I think he snapped. I don't think he planned it. I think he just got pissed off and was yeah, like, and, uh, honestly, I, I think the same thing, but but the th- it's, it, there are plenty of people who have done worse and gotten out much earlier. Yes. Yes. Well, it's like the serial killer. I can't remember his name in Colombia. He killed hundreds oh, and hundreds yeah. of people. And he'd only, they only made him go to jail for 13 years. And then he got to walk around for free. I mean, come on. I, I think he's, I think he died this year. He he got, he released did. This, he got released this year and he died this year. I can't, Navarito, I think his name is. Uh, yes. That's his name. Yes. Yeah. It, it, he got released this year and then he died. And they died, which so, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, you know? Exactly. You know, you know what? That's karma. <laughs> yes, that is total karma. But that's, but you're exactly right. There are so many people who, and it's not right to kill anyone. No, but, but so but many still, if, worse. If you're going to let, people, if you're going to let, like, you know, the, I mean, how, how many freaking serial killers wind up walking after like six years or something? Right. Right. That's what I mean. There are so many worse, more evil people. That that's their intention is to go out and kill and harm people. And I don't think Bernie killing Marjorie was premeditated. I think he just, he just, he just lost it. He did. And he was like, well, you old bitty. Could could he have walked away? Yeah. But still, if you're, but if you're, if you're sitting there and you're in a situation, okay. I said earlier that maybe that Marge was codependent on, um, on Bernie. Maybe let's walk that back a little bit. Maybe 
Bernie over the over time wound up. I think they were codependent on each other. On each other. I think he liked being important to her. Right. And so and and then he just finally just just freaking lost it. It's like I can't take yeah. it anymore. Oh, look, there's the armadillo gun. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, what a crazy case. I mean, I. It's, yeah, like I said, you 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 know us well. It's it's like one of the craziest. It it it's definitely it's definitely up there in the crazy factor with anything that we've ever covered. With anything, and did you see where Bernie? He actually not that long ago sued the state of Texas for better conditions. He wanted air conditioning in the prison. I I may. Did have, you come across that? I, I and think I thought, that sounds familiar, but I, I didn't and I really thought, focus on that. That just puts the capper on everything. You're in prison because you killed your old lady friend, but now you're suing the state of Texas because you need some air conditioning while you're in the pen. Or I mean, Texas. No. It's hot. I was in Texas one time back in uh, 2003. Uh, I was the tour manager of a British rock band. And they played Dallas. The air, it was in the middle of July and the air, the AC in the, um, in the bus crapped out. Yeah. And like a, for a day, I mean, and, and the, the record, the record label would not uh, allocate money for a hotel for us. And, and just like, you know, I'm like, Hey, yeah, the, the record company is freaking, you know, in England. But never they don't hot. get it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it gets 80 degrees and people start dying in England. Right. Yeah. And, um, well, 90, but still it doesn't but happen not... very often there, but, no. but I'm, I'm in freaking Texas in July in a tour uh-huh. bus, which is basically a freaking, you know, tin can. Yeah. And, and it's like, ugh. What the fuck? I mean, a, a day and a half we were in that thing, and it was fucking miserable. Oh yeah, I mean, it's like the 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 bus driver and I we knew each other, and mm-hmm. and we it, you know obviously we we're from Florida and everything, and you know we're we've we've got six British guys on on the bus with us, and oh, I um, bet they thought they were in hell. They were. It was miserable, and and I even you know me and the bus driver we were even talking. It was just like it's just like. It would actually be better if we were in Florida. Oh, we, so this summer it was, and it was extremely hot this summer. It was one of those with record highs, but we went to an amusement park and my younger daughter sat down in the ride and burned herself because the handles on the ride were so hot. So we had to leave. And I mean, and they weren't severe, but she was like, and by the I'm way, burning. By, by the way, I said, I said 97 degrees. It was 107. I, oh, I, I'm, I figured I, when I you had, said had, July in Dallas. I had, I had Florida on the mind. It, yeah. Ni- 98, that's, that's normal in that's July. That's not bad. It is when you have <laughs> 100% was, humidity. No, but I meant if you, in July here. 97 or 98 would be just downright cool. Yeah. yeah I know. But no, that's, that's why we were, I, that's why we were like, yeah, it would actually be better if we were in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's because you'd have the humidity, but right. No, completely. Yeah. We lived for a little while. We lived north of Dallas in a small town north of Dallas. 
it's just as hot there as it is. People think because it's in North Texas and it gets cold in the winter, but right. it's hot. Yeah. And the thing is, it's just like, okay, in Texas, it obviously gets hotter than Florida. But um, but in South Carolina, I, I lived in the Carolina, both Carolinas for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. they would be like, you know, it would be like 103 degrees or whatever with 100% humidity. And the people up there, well, at least we're not in Florida. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like five degrees cooler in here. In, in Florida. Now, granted, the summer lasts longer in Florida than it does in the Carolinas, but, but yeah. it, it might crack 100 degrees maybe three or four times a year. And, yeah. And during the summer in the Carolinas, it might dip below 100 maybe three or four times a year. Yeah. It's more like <laughs> Texas in that regard. Yeah. We, it's a, it's we, just, like, uh, it's Florida, you, you, you got to be here to understand Florida. <laughs> yeah. I've visited a few times and I'll say this. We went to Disney spring break a few years ago. Man, it was downright cool in the mornings. It was great. In the spring. Yeah. In the summer, yeah. it's, it, you know, the, the, the sun comes up and 30 minutes later, it's 85 degrees and, you know, an hour or two later, it's 95 degrees. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and just... I mean, hey, it, at least you wait till the sun comes up because here you wake up and it's already 85 or 90 degrees and the sun's not. Oh, believe me. I know. Summer. I was I was in Texas in a tour bus with no AC in July. In summer. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know. <laughs> so anyway. Um, <laughs> thanks a lot for listening. Um, thank you, Jessica, for you know, for coming on. I, I had a freaking blast with, with oh things. it was a pleasure i have had so much fun thanks for having me <laughs> yeah I, I think we'll yeah probably do it again at some point that, that was yeah fun. yeah let's do it <laughs> and, um check out her podcast where do you do you have a website um i do not have a website but i'm on instagram at texas true crime pod i'm on facebook at texas true crime and you can always and you can find me on spotify apple all Amazon Music, all the regulars. So, okay, um, yeah, it's, it's a good podcast. It's a good, it, it's 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 a really good one. I enjoy it. Um, it's it's one of the ones where I listen to every every you know whenever she drops a new episode, I'm I'm on it. Well, thanks, um, and same here. I listen, I listen every week. So, and so, um, our our stuff, everything's there at ckcbpodcast.com. dot com. Um, you know, every possible, you know, we, we have all the links to like every platform that there is Spotify, Apple, Amazon, whatever, whatever you do, we, we've got it linked there. It's a one-stop shop <laughs> and, um, and our social media links are there as well. Um, but, but yeah, just, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I, I haven't done the Begathon in a while, so I'm just going to do it now. Um, you know, just like, subscribe, and you know, five star. You give us a nice review. Tell a friend, and and do this. Tell a friend, and do this. Do the same thing for Jessica here. <laughs> so right, support your podcast. <laughs> yeah, support your podcast. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we're we're in a we're we're in a big pool and. I won't go there, but, <laughs> but anyway, um, thanks for listening and until next week later.
Thanks for listening. Bye.